This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. We're recording. We're back. We're back. In full force. In full force. I'm no longer alone. I mean, I'm always going to be alone, but I'm not alone. Oh my gosh. As long as you're with Christ, you're never alone. That's right. <laughs> Hail Satan. No. Oh, dude, my nose not. hurts. Good. All right. So before we get into this episode, I want to know why my mic is sounding weird. Jake, what did you do to this thing? Your mic sounds fine. <clears throat> Before we get into this episode, we have a new sponsor. It is Fishhead Diagnostics, um, which is Dr. Whoop, whoop. Susan Fogelson and Pia Bartolini, who we all know and love. Um, so we're going to be doing a new segment now, uh, either at the beginning of each episode or at some point in each episode, where people can ask questions about nidovirus, uh, which if you've been in any of the groups, <clears throat> which if you've been in any of the groups is kind of a big deal. It's something that's been going around uh, chondro collections, and they found it in ball pythons a few years ago and some other stuff, and so we figured uh, this would be a good opportunity, so we're going to answer some questions we get about it each week. <clears throat> the first question we have for the for this episode is from our buddy Luke Myers, who actually had a really good question that I didn't even really think of, and it is, since not it was an RNA virus, does that mean it has an extremely high mutation rate, such as HIV? If so, could the high mutation rate account for the variation of virulence and how it affects collections differently? <clears throat> What's the answer, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so we have uh, Dr. Susan chiming in. Like, this is the, re- the response she sent us for it. Um, she says, before we jump right into the answer, we need to understand the life cycle and structure of a virus. To survive, viruses must take over the host cell machinery to replicate their genetic code. Thus, a virus cannot reproduce outside a living cell. There are many forms of viral genome structure, like double-stranded <coughs> double DNA, single-stranded DNA, RNA, etc. In general, larger, more complex genetic structures, such as DNA, are less prone to alteration of their genetic code. Dude, these flaming Hot Cheetos got me messed up, man. I can't breathe. Uh, Nidovirus, like HIV, is a single-stranded RNA virus. Due to its reduced size and complexity, RNA viruses do have a higher rate of genetic code change or mutation. This can be due due to a multitude of reasons, including, but not limited to, faulty sequence copy, nucleic acid damage, suboptimal cellular microenvironments, damage replication mechanisms, proofreading deficiency, lack of repair mechanisms, and host cell interference. You following? I'm following. If these changes are not corrected, they will be passed on to the daughter virus and can increase the mutation rate further. While some mutations can be silent or lead to death of the virus itself, other mutations can lead to higher virulence or ability to cause disease in animals. Within the nidovirus species, we have seen differences in the genetic code leading to delineation of strains, 
These strains appear to have different interactions with the host, some of which cause acute death without clinical signs. Unfortunately, this is a two-way street and we cannot ignore the role of the host during infection. Suboptimal environmental conditions, stress, poor nutrition, underlying disease, parasitism, and genetic lineage of the snake can all affect the snake's immune system and alter the course of the disease. <clears throat> With that said, the virulence, ability to cause disease, of the virus in a collection is going to depend not only on the virus, but also the health of the host. So the different clinical presentations we are seeing in collections infected with the virus can be due to virulence of a virus, snake susceptibility, viral dose, immune suppression, or a combination of several factors. Hopefully this is helpful. <laughs> I think it was interesting. Yeah, no, like, that's, I mean, it's, that's really interesting. Um, just make sure we share knowledge and not Nido. Hashtag share knowledge, not Dude, Nido. Next shirt right there. Dude, that's perfect. <laughs> New shirt idea. Uh, if you would like to know more about the Nido virus or how to test your snakes, please visit Fishhead Diagnostics Facebook page uh, or contact me and Jake and we can get you in touch. Mm -hmm. um, thank you again to Fishhead Diagnostics. They're our first official sponsor and we are very happy to have them. If you have any more questions about Nido virus, Hit us up. Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, personal accounts, business yeah. accounts, whatever. I we'll, honestly, uh, we'll I honestly feel uh, feel pretty honored to be able to do this, you know, because nidovirus is such a big thing right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, if uh, if we can be a good source of, um, of information for it, you know, for to get them, these, you know, these questions you guys have. Um, and for other people to hear those <clears> questions <throat> as well, if they didn't think about it, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's a really cool opportunity to get a lot of good information out there. So thank y'all so much at fish head diagnostics for, uh, for being a part of this with us. So we appreciate it. P is awesome. Susan's awesome. Cody's awesome. They're all great. They're all, all great, great people. There's only a handful of labs that are, you know, really spearheading the whole, uh, Oh, that would be Brett. Spearheading the whole operation, so it's good to get somebody out there. Hello. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Nothing. What's going on, man? Doing? Jake is with me this time. Yeah, I mean, hey, how about that? I, yeah, I'm actually Jake? here. Uh, <laughs> he does exist. I'm not. He's not yeah. just my imaginary yeah. friend. Yeah, you guys he was are a one. Myth mythical being, and we didn't know. Uh, uh, just kidding. You have fun in Florida? Yeah, man. It was a good time. Uh, good. Yeah. Where yeah. were you? Uh, I was a, uh, I was a, the strip club. I was at a, I was at several places. Uh, I spent, there you go. yeah, my home base was kind of, my home base was in, um, Ocala. And then okay. Can you while, open that for me? while I was there, I went to Hollywood, Florida. Um, I went to St. Augustine and went to alligator farm. Thank you. Um, nice. cool. yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then I went to Tampa for a day as well. So nice. Yeah. I was just in Tampa about, oh, maybe six months ago or so. I love that area. It, it's very developed now, but it's still real pretty. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely like it down there. Florida is honestly my favorite state. If I were to ever leave South Carolina, I'd go to Florida. Yeah, I don't blame you a bit. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fun place. All right, so we've been recording. We had to do a little intro we're doing a thing for nido virus now with our new sponsors fishhead diagnostics cool we'll oh, very cool. that's so awesome we wanted to get that in real quick before we kind of dove in that way we didn't have to, to break the train of thought mm -hmm. you know the uh, yeah the whole thing so <clears throat> god i'm so unprepared what is 
Hey, take your time. We got yeah. we all time in the world. I mean, it's recording right now, so we're just we're we're, we're <laughs> keeping this. I don't we even cut, care. Right, we can cut stuff no. out. <laughs> like it or not. Welcome everybody. This is episode thirty-one of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. I'm Jacob Bratz of JLB Morelia. And tonight we are joined once again. First guest we've had back to back, Mr. Brett Moore. How we and going? uh Mr. Jason Kessler. Yep, you got it. Boom. Awesome. Brett Moore and Jason Kessler. Yeah, and we're here happy, to talk about Diamondbacterapins. <clears throat> DBTs. I, really, I struggled yes. with that. Honestly, I, I got to say, Justin told me about this episode, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be fun. I actually really this like Diamondbacterapins. This is Diamond our first Chelonian episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very I, cool. We have not done a turtle episode yeah, yet. Yeah, no. Very so, cool. Uh, I feel honored. And what, what, better, what better species to do it with, man? I absolutely love Diamondbacterapins. There's, there's actually a, uh, there's a sign heading towards our beach that says, that says Terrapin Xing on the, it's a picture of a Terrapin crawling. Yeah. yeah, And it's on the road. I'm all, every time I see it, I'm like, man, I want to steal that sign. (laughs) That, that is awesome. Well, if you ever do and you wanted to send it to Illinois, I wouldn't tell anybody except for all the people listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Justin, just cut that out. Just don't. No. I keep the edits light. You know this. I know, I know. (laughs) Because it gets to a point where it gets hard to make it not sound like I edited it. I never know when you edit stuff. I I don't remember the conversations we have, so. If you hear weird weird squeaking noises in the background, just a heads up, there's like crazy winds here in Illinois right now. So um, it's just, I don't even know how hard it's blown, but I can't hear anything. We're in a hurricane. Yeah. No, I can't, can't hear, hear anything, anything at all. Good. All right. This is bugging us then. No worries. <laughs> all right. Cool. All, all right. right so, so I guess uh, just give us the rundown, you know, that, that three-minute intro. You know, it doesn't have to be three minutes. Obviously, I'll take your time. This is what the podcast is about. But just yeah. tell us uh, tell us about yourselves and, you know, what y'all do. And tell us about some Terrapins, man. Yeah. Be happy to. So um, let me turn on Do Not Disturb on my phone so I don't get interrupted here. But uh, so last week I kind of already gave, you know, my uh, history with reptiles in general and stuff, but I'll kind of make it short, sweet to the point. Mm -hmm. Um, And this week I can actually talk a little bit more um, about how this plays into Terrapin Station Exotics because um, it Jason is here with me. And and last week, uh, you know, we were talking about other stuff, Terra Orb, which um, that was awesome. But um, I didn't want to focus on all the other stuff. So. Um, really I started when I was a kid, um, probably eight or nine, maybe 10 and, and got some lizards graduated to eventually an owl monitor, then an iguana, had some turtles in there, red sliders, um, then had a period of time there where I didn't have anything, uh, got a couple snakes in college. Um, then after that, um, really some bearded dragons. And, and then I was, I was reptile free until I met this guy over here and I blame him for everything. <laughs> yeah. But my story is pretty similar. I mean, eight, nine years old, box turtles, anoles, um, an iguana, bearded dragons. And then mid-high school, college, I, I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I had a, got married, had a couple kids, and thought it would be good for my two-year-old to get some water turtles. <laughs> you know, uh, I actually would wanted them. But Yeah, yeah, uh, I was going to say, yeah, they're for, definitely for your two-year-olds, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it was my excuse yeah, um, right. to go get some turtles. Of course. And I found a white speckled northern uh, baby diamondback 
on King Snake Classifieds. Uh-huh. And that was probably eight years ago, and it just hasn't stopped. So it's <laughs> become an obsession for sure. Yeah, yeah. So kind of how this works together. So Jason's mom was my second grade teacher. Um, oh, and him and I okay. went to grade school together and then junior high and high school. And then after that, we kind of went dire- different directions. Um, uh-huh. but when I was a, a reptile nerd when I was a kid, it was always kind of with Jason, which uh-huh. is kind of funny that now we're, you know, 37 and, yeah. and here we are with a bunch more reptiles. Um, uh-huh. and so it, it's kind of neat though, as far as the story, you know, our, our pads did, you know, come back together and. Um, I actually lived in Missouri for about 15 years, and I moved back to Illinois about a little over two years ago. And then uh, one day I was coming home from work, and um, Jason called me. He's like, hey, man, what are you up to? I was like, man, just coming home from work. He's like, yeah, I'll come over to my house and see my turtles. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thinking, uh, I'm sure it's kind of cool, but, you know, didn't really know uh, anything about terrapins at the time. Right. So that was only two years ago. Um, and then go over to his house and uh, shows me his his uh, almost adult group. I mean, they were like older than sub-adults, yeah. but I mean, not quite breeding yet of uh, ornate diamondback terrapins. And they're native to, you know, the Tampa area and a lot of uh, the western side of Florida that we were mm-hmm. just talking about. So, um, you know, I was like, man, these things are, first of all, they're freaking cool. I mean, there were some that, you know, had pink heads and these crazy, like, designs on their shells. And I didn't understand any of it at the time, but now I, I definitely saw what he saw in them. Um, and then, uh, he was like, yeah, but, you know, you'd never believe, you know, first of all, what I paid for these. And I was like, well, what'd you pay for them? And, you know, he threw out a number that, uh, I was astonished by. Um, I was like, so is it like an investment? And he's like, well, kind of, I mean, he didn't, I think he wanted to breed them. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, my goal was always to breed. I think, uh, I, I think <laughs> didn't, didn't know what scale I, you know, I, I've always loved them. Right. Um, and if they could pay themselves back, that would be great. So, um, I looked at it somewhat like an investment. Yeah. Right. right. Um, but yeah. So I guess, um, maybe a month after that, mm-hmm. we got five hatchling concentrics. Um, I think we got those from a guy out in California actually. Um, and those lived at my house and that was kind of my, I think Jason was like, hey, you know, start with these and uh, see, make sure you like them, make sure things are, you know, you know, what you want to do. Because we talked about, you know, the, the possibilities in the future, of, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, breeding these to these and making different, you know, color variations and things like that. And um, so I started with those five, um, raised those up to oh, about a year old, um, sold a couple, um, kept a couple. And that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I think total we had what you had seven at the time right. ornates yep. Yep. and with those five. So whatever that is, 12, we had 12 and five of them were yearlings or under. And now we actually next week, I think we'll, we're getting some more in next week. I think we're going to have 64 wow. um, terrapins. So Good God. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. That's it's gotten a little crazy for sure. My yeah. wife's going to attest to that. And I think Jason's <laughs> can as well. Yeah, no, Justin and I definitely understand how that is. You know, I, I don't, <laughs> you go from I, zero I, to I, 60 really yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly Absolutely. Uh, well, there's sure. always something that uh, inevitably, once you purchase something, once you get it, and then somebody posts on, online, they're like, hey, you know, and, and it, 
of course it's something you don't have or something you're like oh, i've always wanted this of course and you justify it in a million different ways this opportunity is um, never going to come up again so <laughs> right right it's time i'm never going to find another one of these i have to get it now <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah no absolutely and you know that's what i find myself telling myself a lot of times when i see like a green tree or something super cheap i'm like man i need to get that before it's gone and then i kind of remind myself i'm like there's gonna be more cheap green trees at some like it's, this isn't the last green tree that you're ever gonna see for 500 bucks ship yeah no and but that even <clears throat> though that's true i feel like to an extent you know you have to jump on uh, some uh, certain opportunities as long as, well, yeah, as, as, long as it's not gonna so, hurt you like, but just, you know i, I talk you, myself off that ledge yeah no know? sometimes it's necessary especially when you're broke like us all the time no, i think but... you're, you're on to something there though because you know it's something jason and i talk about quite a bit is you know not just not just the the love that we have for these these turtles and not just the the kind of interest that we share in you know breeding certain variations and and you know uh, different things that we're we have plans to do but you know the our ability and i'm not trying to brag about us at all um because it really doesn't take any skill but i mean we've we've just we've taken opportunities and we, we've mm-hmm. seized the, the, we, we've seen them, we've, we've identified it and we said, Hey, you know what, this is, I, I think this is going to, you know, be worth it in the long run. And, and we've, we've done those things and, and, you know, it's some things that other people maybe aren't able to do, or maybe their, you know, wife wouldn't let them or they don't have the room or whatever. And, and we're pretty, I guess, blessed in that uh, regard because, you know, my wife's super cool about it. And I know his wife is as well. Um, so it, and our kids they're kind of interested in it I yeah. mean, that's all they've known so it's just it's just you know normal to them right my son looks at me like i'm an alien sometimes right. but that's all right. right he's 12 yeah but that's um, awesome man so yeah we got a lot of turtles yeah we should do. <laughs> that's sweet that's sweet um yeah that's really cool man it sounds like y'all have some pretty awesome wives though yeah. Yes. Definitely. That's Not a brag a, on the wives. That's all. Sure. That's yeah. always. That's always good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I hear that more than not. You know, the, the wife will let me. Won't let me get. Uh, get something. You're only so. as successful as your wife will allow you. Through <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very true. Uh, I guess that's yeah, one. So, I guess that's one perk about not being married right now. Yeah. Well, how old are you yourself? guys? I well, <laughs> I'm 23. I'm 28. Okay. Yeah. 28, 23. Yeah. All right. We well, got plenty of time. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I've I'm been good. in a relationship for four years. Yeah, so. Justin's basically okay. I'm he's on the basically cusp. married. Yeah, I'm getting close. Well it's, yeah. it's, I'm in the in the in the process. Cool. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I've, so, already, I've already been told when we get a house, guess who's not getting a room for all their stuff? No. That would be oh, me. Snap. You better work on that one. Well, no, it I works out because me and Jake are planning to. We're gonna get our separate building like we're gonna get like a decent sized shed yeah and completely seal it and uh insulate it and run electricity and all that stuff and that way we can keep everything you know that's, in one, great. One that's place. actually what we're doing yeah that's uh, our plan <clears throat> yeah, here here this summer we we're we're expanding into uh actually a barn that's out behind jason's house so it, it's, it's built and ready barn. to go we just have to modify it a little bit but currently nice. you know we've got all our stuff split up I've got mostly ornates at my house and then Brett, Brett's got the, um, concentrics. And I mean, we look like mad scientists, you know, we've got <laughs> pool pumps and like you go into the basements and there's lights everywhere. Yeah. So we're, we're excited to con- kind of consolidate and streamline everything and, right. um, just get it all together. 
That's what do you, awesome, do you guys man. struggle like what do you what is the winter temperatures up there how does that affect what you guys have well it does get super cold um and like my my setup is in my basement i have um like three rubbermaid tubs a waterland tub a handful of aquariums um mm-hmm. and so you know being on a concrete floor um it definitely gets cold but it works out actually pretty well because um they, they, they need to go into a, a natural state of brumation uh, to kind of reset their cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least that's what I've been told. And, and obviously I'm two years into uh, Diamondback Terrapin. So I've never not tried to do that. And so I've heard some people do it down in Florida or other areas where it's warm with, with success. But uh, we haven't done that yet. And so it, it actually works out pretty well. It saves on some, uh, you know, electric bills and, and heat bills. So um, let them kind of take their rest and for a few months and then as soon as it starts to warm up i mean they're they're right at it so definitely yeah Yeah. so how many as far as diamondback uh the the terrapins go how many different species or subspecies are there right now um there you go ahead seven yeah there's seven subspecies and we we only keep one two three four and really only breed two in masses Actually, five. Uh, we're well with counting the ones that are coming in next. Oh week. yeah, we're gonna have five. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's seven, and we, we keep the uh, ornates, and then the northern concentrics, which is just concentrics, just a marking, um, kind of a uh, fade, colored phase. Right. And then um, we've also got uh, some Texans, Mississippi's, a um, couple mangroves. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We don't that. have any of the East Coast Florida uh, terrapins, and we don't have any of the um, uh, what else are we missing? The Carolinas, which yeah. is yeah. The... And, and honestly, so there's a lot of history behind the terrapins, and, and you know, there's seven subspecies and numerous different phenotypes within the species, so they can look a, a million different ways. But uh, over a hundred years ago, um, there was a turtle soup. Uh, do you know the name of it? I I, I no, read it. Campbell's. Soup. They, Campbell's. I think they they made it with uh, the liqueur sherry, right? Yeah, and it was a it was like a, a delicacy, you know. And so they 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 in these mass breeding compounds, they uh, breeded these turtles, and and they would harvest them from all over the country, wherever they were native to, and and they mm-hmm. would either um, have a local you know, breeding facility or they would ship them to these places. And so there was so much integration with all the subspecies that happened within those, I don't know how many years it was, but um, I actually have some, some reprints of like original documentation from those breeding facilities. It's really yeah. interesting. Um, but just, just the stuff they, they kept track of and documented. And um, But then once uh, prohibition yeah. came in, then all of a sudden that delicacy dish well, was people, no longer. They realized turtle soup wasn't very good without liquor mixed in it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like so just about just everything all, in life. Yeah, yeah. So they just dumped all their stock all mixed up, you know, back into the bays. Jeez. So that's where you get a lot of that variation, you know, uh, within each subspecies. I mean, there's, there's uh, integrates, you know, within. So, yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, Lucky Charms are not nearly as good if you don't have Bailey's in the bowl with them. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never tried that, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna trust you on that. Um, you're probably right. 
Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's freaking so, idiot. Nah. Are you guys jokes. familiar at all with the subspecies? I'm not familiar with those subspecies. I'm aware that they exist. I know. Yes, okay. that too. All I know <laughs> cool. is... All, I know really... we, like, Carolina, like, we have one, I think. Yeah. At no, least one. No, I've got... Yeah, I don't know what kind we have here, but I actually used to work on a um, on a plantation. It was right on the river. And, um, okay. I would trap around the, uh, around one of the main houses and I, I would catch them in my traps all the time. Huh. Like okay. I, I've probably caught 10 of those things easily. Like adults? Yeah. Or like babies? giant ones. Yeah. I can show you some pictures I, I found and I definitely see what you're saying about the variation between them because I've seen, you know, just in literally I had, I had two traps set up and I had one terrapin in each one. And I took wow. them out and I took pictures of them and they were just completely different. One had this yeah. really defined pattern on its shell and then it was like almost freckled on its mm-hmm. yeah. on its skin. And then the other one was just kind of completely dull, you know, skin and a shell, you know. And it was it was just really cool to see that type of that that difference, you know, for from two animals, you know, literally side by side that came from the same exact spot. Right. Yeah. So, very cool. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So like, you know, the northerns, um, if you just, you know, just the common, I guess, terminology that uh, people who keep or are interested in terrapins, um, the, the, the common northern, um, they can be different colors. I mean, we last year we had a, a blue, a gray, mm-hmm. a white, but the, the common ones have, like you're talking, like the freckled pattern on them, you know, right. and their shells can look a little different. Um, they can have some uh, some more like uh, ring patterns on the different scoots, um, but they can also, you know, just kind of be a washed out color, maybe mm-hmm. brown or tan. Um, but then there's a, a different phenotype within the the northerns that's the concentric and and to be perfectly honest i mean those are the ones that you see on the the label of i don't remember what brand it is some turtle food oh, brand. Yeah. The, Zoomed. yeah it might be zoomed uh-huh. um, you know and, and those are the ones that i mean they can also have different color skin um we have some mm-hmm. we have a blue group we have a white group um but you, know, you can breed two northerns together and half the eggs will come out concentric and half will come out northern you know so it's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of variation in genetics um and it's very diverse within one specific group which is kind of neat Do yeah they... that's something cool too because honestly there's very little known about because it's such a, a freaking like melting pot of of different subspecies over the years it is very hard to predict what all the hatchlings are going to look mm-hmm. like so your best bet is to you know get some good looking parents, um, and, you know, breed them. And hopefully, you know, a couple few of the offspring are going to look like those parents or mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit different, maybe even a little better, um, as far as the markings and stuff that you're going for. But, um, you could, you could breed two bold spotted concentric Northerns together. And one of the offspring is just a regular old Northern with the, you know, freckled pattern. Um, but it could still carry the gen- genetics to produce a concentric down the line when it grows up and breeds. So, right. Uh, it's a lot of guesswork right now. I mean, we're kind of um, th- there's other people who have who have done uh, kind of what we're you know aiming to do and in, in, in the process of doing. Um, a guy who we we know just loosely through Facebook. We've talked to him a few times. Super nice guy, um, but he actually moved to a state where you can't uh, keep terrapins anymore. So he <laughs> he gave up his breeding group. So um, which I respect, you know, following the law and stuff, which. 
Um, there are a lot of laws around terrapins just because they are native to a lot of the, um, you know, coastal areas in mm-hmm. America and, and they are protected in most states just because they at one point had been harvested so much um, that, you know, the populations, the native populations were dwindling. Um, that's not the case anymore, typically. Um, I mean, it, it, generally, if you go to an area where they're where they're native, it, they're not that hard to find. Yeah. But um, but I, I think it is just one of those things that I'm glad they're protected um, that way. Uh, you know, they're, they're people still poach them. Actually, a, a guy who was known for selling on King Snake, um, he just got busted not too long ago. Yeah, for, but, yeah. I mean, he, he was like a huge operation just himself. I mean, he would just go and, and collect them from the wild and uh, he would get gravid females, um, give them oxytocin to get them to lay their eggs. And what? then he would incubate the eggs and sell them as captive bread. Yeah, sell the females, wow. sell the, the females that just laid, then hatch all the eggs and sell them. So, yeah, that was a pretty big, Jeez. big bust. That's Is insane, that the man. one that was related to, like, the radiated tortoises or something like that? No, no. but I – there's been several – It's Yeah, uh, like, it's been – Situations, a... but this guy was – this guy was big. Um, he I'll had thousands, that up. thousands of hatchlings. Wow. Holy holy shit yeah that's and, insane and he would tell people yeah I, I have a pond out in my backyard and i just you know they just do their thing and i sell the hatchlings which i, I mean be how, perfectly how helpful. would you know right. yeah so you know obviously uh we're trying to do things a little bit different than that um mm-hmm. first of all we live in a state where they're not native too so that helps us but um you know also uh like our instagram account you know i mean we post pictures all the time of our setups and um we don't have a youtube yet but we're we're talking about it and kicking it around and uh yeah. sorry our uh our waiters came by and asked us if we want another beer oh and i told them yes <laughs> by the way that waiters mike capitize um from last week's oh. show uh, <laughs> putting them to work yeah um but uh yeah i don't know what i was saying but something oh yeah our instagram account so we just you know we try and be transparent and show people, you know, if we sell a hatchling that we didn't hatch, maybe we acquired it from a, another breeder who we know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, we're upfront about them with that and, um, you know, there's no, uh, no bones about it. I mean, we're, we're expecting, we're hoping for a lot of eggs this year, but, um, there's definitely no guarantees. I mean, um, you guys know how it is with animals. You can never predict. So, um, hopefully we have enough to, uh, at least, pay some of the stuff we paid for this year (laughs) yeah and that's what's funny is like i came across the instagram account and i was like oh that's cool somebody keeps diamondbacks because for some reason it just never really crossed my mind that people actually kept those because i think here you can't have them and i just think you know i don't know i don't think we can um i mean that would explain i mean only educational places i right i've only ever seen like nature centers have diamondbacks so you know i think it's one of those things like if it's not legal in your state you don't see it as much really i I thought they were legal like you you could only have like one though i have no yeah, I, I told you I was going to look into that law, and I, I failed to do that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, um, look, I'm trying to look it up right now. Let's see if we can. There's actually a – what website is it that has all the, the different – that might just be harvesting laws, though. No. Oh, yeah, it's harvesting laws. I was going to say, I think it's called Neoterrapin. Um, yeah, there's a there's a handful of resources out there that um, – like, for example, that trip I, I was uh, on in Tampa – um, you know, like six months ago, you know, I went down there and I, I went out every evening I was there. I mean, I was there for my day job. Um, and so I obviously had to work during the day, but you know, as soon as my last appointment was done for the day, I mean, I was out 
at different, you know, nature preserves. Just, I just wanted to see one in the wild. I've never actually seen one in the wild, which, you know, that's one of those things that, uh, you know, before I die, I definitely will. Excuse me. Um, thanks Mike. Um, but, uh, you know, if I would have found one down there, I would have just let it swim away because it's not, not what I was there for. And, um, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure about Florida laws. Anyway, Florida laws are very confusing. Yes, um, they are. You can, I think you a can, lot of them are, I mean, yeah, they're definitely not set up to be black and white. They're set up to, uh, to be able to get you if they want to get you, <laughs> right. which, you know, if you're abusing the law and you're, uh, harvesting turtles at, you know, two in the morning, um, then you deserve to be gotten any so, way yeah. you look at it. Um, yeah. Supposedly you guys can have two, two in possession. Two in there possession. According to this huh? website. So, yeah. oh, okay. I guess I was wrong. For some reason, I thought we could have them here. Let me see. Well, I'm reading SCDNR's site, and it says, in 2006, Chapter 5, Section Yada 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 of South Carolina Law, amended it to read, it is unlawful to take or possess diamondback terrapins for commercial purposes. I may po- a person may possess no more than two diamondback terrapins for non-commercial purpose. Okay. Nothing in Somewhere this. To Florida. Yeah, yeah. Nothing in this section prohibits the incidental catch of terrapin by persons engaged in lawful fishery when the terrapins are returned immediately to the water. Cool. So you hmm. can't take them from the wild, but you could buy them from a, a breeder, and you could keep two. Just right. uh, don't get a male and a female, and end up getting eggs because then you have more than two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that would also be well. No, maybe not. I was gonna say that could also be considered for retail purposes. You know, reproducing yeah. them. Uh, but yeah. I'll send you this PDF in case you guys are cool. curious to read it. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Let's see. Okay, so getting into the care, like, how, what do you guys, uh, as far as keeping these things, like, what's the, you know, as far as hatchlings all the way through adults, like, what are you guys keeping them in? Sure. So, um, I mean, hatchlings, you know, they can swim incredibly well. Um, they uh, keep them typically in 10-gallon tubs, little filtration systems in them, fresh water to start, uh, lots of plants that they can bask on, um, and they just eat basic hatchling formula or uh, pellets. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they get some size to them, we start adding a little bit of salt, uh, juvenile size, three inches, four inches, um, you know, because they're brackish water turtles. So yeah. We keep it pretty low. Um, the, the trick with them is their water has to be incredibly clean. Uh, they're prone, they're, they're pretty sensitive. Uh, they're prone to, you know, some funguses, shell rots and, and some skin funguses. But, you know, honestly with, with really good filtration and, uh, brackish water, we don't really have issues. Um, I mean, we've gone to the extent of, um, we've hooked up most of our tubs to, you know, pool filters with biological filtration and, mm-hmm. and sand filters. But, which is probably unnecessary for the, uh, the onesie twosies that people keep. But, um, you know, we, we prefer brackish water. A lot of people have success with, uh, fresh water. Um, but you just got to stay, stay on top of the, uh, is it like the salinity the that, that kills whatever it is that would cause those health problems? I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. I, I you know, th- we're in some groups on Facebook that, you know, people definitely are very opinionated about that. Mm-hmm. We're not those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to pretend to know something I don't. Mm-hmm. And um, we've just had good luck with that, you know, yeah. that recipe, I guess. Yeah, I kind of I see that as kind of like, you if know, it works, it works. Yeah, you know? like right. the way you can look at it as, you know, 
for for my snake people uh you can see it as like you know the way you you heat you decide to heat your carpet python you know it's like do you want to use belly heat or you want to use radiant heat panel you know what i mean like it's two different things they both work but you know which one works best for you exactly you know which which one do you prefer you know which do you like better you know just what works best for your situation um right so yeah so i mean we have we have a couple 300 gallon tubs we have a couple medium waterland tubs um which if you're not familiar with those are super cool um it's just like a it's a tub made for turtles um uh, then we have uh, 450 gallon tubs. We have a 125 gallon aquarium, a 75 gallon aquarium, and then a, a really odd shaped 65 gallon aquarium. It's, re- it's really tall. I, we just kept some juveniles in there for for a minute. Um, but so I mean, we have plenty of plenty of stuff to keep them in right now. But we're we're planning on streamlining all of that. We have plans to. Um, we're we're dreamers and uh you know it's not just about i mean the turtles obviously we love it i mean i i could um you know spend hours upon hours in my basement and uh you know tinker and stuff and 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 just enjoying the turtles but uh at the end of the day um you know we have plans to develop and we've already designed it but develop a a turtle tub topper essentially um so it'll fit on top of a rubbermaid 150 gallon tub that you can buy anywhere uh, any tractor supply or you know farm supply store um and so you know we we're planning on offering that sometime in the next year uh we were we had somebody bid it as far as to you know design it and, and build it and it was ungodly expensive so now we're actually working with a, a good buddy of ours named mike capitize who, uh, i was just gonna say just get mike to figure it out yeah yeah he's already <laughs> working on it so um it's funny because this whole turtle thing it's, it's kind of contagious um a, a year ago mike didn't have any turtles no he had a couple painted turtles that he had yeah. or something yeah. Um, but you know, after being around us a little bit and seeing the turtles, he's like, oh, I might get a couple. Now he has three ornates. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's probably spent $1,500 on turtles and, uh, you know, wow. uh, I, he likes them though. It's, uh, he's always been a snake guy, you know, but, um, it just kind of, it's one of those things that you can't, you can't not like a turtle. I mean, mm-hmm. They're they're just cool. And they, they have a ton of personality. It's um, like, I feel like no matter what you like whether you're a snake guy or a lizard guy or a turtle guy or whatever, there's always going to be a species in one of those other groups that you would make the exception for and keep. Yeah. And, and usually it's something that you have a little bit of experience with mm-hmm. and, you know, our, our like, uh, you know, nerd reptile get togethers um, for a while there, we're always in Jason's turtle room at his house in his garage. And uh, it's a, it's a framed off room that him and I did and um, stays nice and warm in there. And, and we would just sit around and talk about what animals we want yeah. and, and drink some beers. And, and, you know, it was a good time. Um, and I think, you know, that just slowly convinced Mike that he needed some mm-hmm. terrapins. So it worked out well. Well, and he rubbed off on me too. I, I bought two boas. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Me and Jake Six. are, we like, he has his oh, thing. I have my thing. And then yeah. we have the things we're both into. And yeah. we tr- really try it. Like, I'm like, man, I want to get a pair of these. And he's like, eh. And so then we don't get them. But yeah. then we both see something we were like, and we're like, dude, send me money now. Do it. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> Pull the trigger. I'm telling you, that's how it was with our uh, Amazon Trebo. Is it was like one, literally two days before I was like, eh, maybe one day I'll get some Amazons. Two days later, <laughs> I was like, the yo, dude, let's get this pair like send right, me money now. right now. I'm we're like, all right. I'm that's like, all right, we're roll. doing it. 
you know, and it's just like, whatever. All right. Pays just sent you, let's send you money. Let's do it. You know, and it's so uh, my son it's, it's being, fun. he's the, you know, 12 year old, 12 year old. I mentioned a little bit ago, you know, he, uh, at the Tinley show, Oh, two years ago, right? two years ago. Yeah. Um, at the Tinley show two years ago, he, you know, brought a little bit of his own cash and he bought a gecko. Um, and it was a little crested gecko and too young to even tell the sex of yet, you know, and it was a neat looking one. It was like a partial pinstripe and I was like, yeah, they don't require a whole lot, you know, no, no extra heat, no, really no special accommodations aside from, uh, you know, misting them and, you know, give them their food and, and giving them, you know, a place to live. And, um, now he has four, um, the Terrapin Station Exotics actually helped him get a, a couple of them. Um, and so once he was old enough to breed, we, we bought, well, he bought another one, a female, which she'll be ready to breed probably next fall, maybe, maybe next winter. Um, and then we bought two adult females and they're already laying eggs. So, I mean, it's wow. kind of, you know, we just, we just, well, it's not anything impressive. Crested right. geckos, you could you know, keep them in a cardboard box and they lay eggs for you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, J- you know, Justin it, produced crested geckos. I think anybody can. Oh, yeah. well, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little blow the belt, but whatever. Whatever. Once again, he talks all this smack, and his eggs are literally sitting in my incubator right now. Hey, like you have a lot of control. I got him hostage. I yeah. literally got you by the balls, bro. You talk a lot of smack, but you wouldn't do I'm it. I'm not going to do anything. Nah, no, you're not. You could say all you want. I can talk all the trash I want, and you won't do crap to those eggs. I can't condone that. Yeah, no. <laughs> so how often are you feeding these? And I guess like you, you said you get a diet from, is it like a Missouri brand or is there like a diet in particular you guys like yeah missouri and then we do um some omega one like shrimp turtle pellets Mm -hmm. um you know from time to time raw shrimp um typically hatchlings will feed every day sometimes twice a day i mean they can get pretty nippy um if you don't feed them enough and so um you know we'll feed them once or twice a day just kind of just kind of gauge them um once they become four or five inches typically goes to about every other day mm-hmm. um and that's obviously when they're away brumation they just they don't eat but um yeah right now i've actually been feeding my adults um smaller portions but every day because the temperature is finally getting warm enough to where well, yeah. they're active and and they're out of brumation um the males are just chasing the females all over um which is really good to see um but i want to make sure that you know they're the, everything's working properly the everybody's you know got the nourishment they need um to either the males to get the job done and the females to produce eggs mm-hmm. so um you know I, I don't know if they're uh quite we actually had two x-rayed last week we mm-hmm. took them to the vet and um had them checked out and they didn't have any eggs developing so um hopefully um here in the next probably two to four weeks we'll uh you know see them start acting a little bit different and then um you know, probably three, four weeks after that, get some eggs, mm-hmm. and uh, sixty days after that, get some get some babies. And what's their average clutch oh, yeah. size? That can vary. It varies. Yeah. So I mean, they can double and triple clutch. You know, oh, between damn. probably five and ten eggs, I think. Um, we have it, one female that I, I bet she's gonna lay probably fifteen. She's huge. <laughs> she's enormous. Um, we got her from another uh, guy who we know who keeps a lot of terrapins and. Um, she's a Mississippian. I mean, her head is as big as a baseball. She's really, really cool. Oh um, but awesome. she, she definitely, like um, a snapping turtle. Yeah. yeah. yeah she's, <laughs> she's sort of, she's sort of freaky looking. Um, 
her head is just massive. Jaws are massive. But that's, you know, something to be said, too. So there are slight differences in the subspecies. Um, you know, the northerns, their heads don't get quite as big. Um, you know, the ornates, their heads get a little bit bigger than the northerns. Um, then you get to the Texans and the Mississippi and, and everything in between there, which uh, there's a little bit of, you know, it's not hybrid hybridization, but it'd be in- intergrades, I guess, mm-hmm. because it's right. two subspecies. So, but I mean, their heads, they get very large and it's similar to map turtles. I mean, map turtles can get the, the big jaws. Um, but I mean, it, it's something that's, I think, probably pretty unique to terrapins. And I'm, I'm not very well versed on all the turtle species in the world and I don't pretend to be. So I'm sure there's probably other ones that do similar, but um, you know, they eat a lot of crustaceans and in the wild and, you know, when their heads get that big, it allows them to have the muscles to be able to chomp down on a, on a, you know, a, a crab or whatever they're eating. So um, yeah, what do they eat in the wild? Are they eating mostly crabs or is it pretty much whatever they can get their, their faces on? Yeah, I think they'll probably eat just about, you know, anything that smells appetizing to them. But um, I think one of their their main deal snails, um, like periwinkle snails, mm-hmm. especially down in the Florida area. Um, I mean, the ornates, they they will eat snails all day long. Um, fiddler crabs mm-hmm. uh, they love fid- fiddler crabs. Um, we actually have a, a buddy um, out on the East Coast who's going to be sending us some of those. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't mix up their diet too much because yeah. we have good luck with the Missouri, and um, we actually do mix the aquatic turtle diet with the crocodilian diet, um, just because it 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 does have a little bit different uh, properties to it. It mm-hmm. has a little bit more. Uh, it's more carnivorous. Yeah. Um, their aquatic turtle diet is kind of generic for turtles. Um, uh, it's it's better than like a reptoman or something, but um, we mix that and and some of them prefer the you know crocodile stuff and some of them prefer the turtle diet. But really, if you gave them one or the other, they'd all eat both of them. So, and there is some like sexual dimorphism between the two, right? I, like most turtles, the males are smaller. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, males are quite a bit smaller. Gotcha. Um, four to five inches. Five inches is a big male. Uh, females six to nine inches depending on subspecies so Mm -hmm. yeah that mississippi girl we have i think she's 13 inches she really yeah she's enormous um and so it's funny watching the little tiny males go up to a a 13 inch female and try and get the job done with her (laughs) because it's like dude you're you got balls you know um it's kind of funny to watch. That's but. kind of how I feel about uh, when I see boa constrictors breeding. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. males are just like you know. You have this four foot male breeding like this eight foot female, and you're just like, "Whoa, there, buddy! <laughs> Slow down, it's like a player!" Year old and it's getting the job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's actually with a lot of snakes. You know, and I feel like most. I feel like almost most. Yeah. I wouldn't say most reptiles, but most snakes. Uh, the females always seem to be. See, it's kind of interesting larger. though, because like with rattlesnakes, the female, the males are bigger. Right, and you know it's stuff weird. with like cobras. It seems like venomous snakes, the males are usually bigger. But with pythons and uh, even some colubrids, voids in general. Yeah, yeah, and colubrids, not there's there's some females that'll get bigger. Like rat snakes, females normally get bigger. Um, but with huh. like crebos, the males get way bigger. Yeah. So, but in hognose snakes, oh, yeah. same fe- thing as boas. In, in hognose snakes, the males, the males are like tiny the and the females are huge. But uh, giant Madagascar hognose snakes, is it the opposite? The, it's the opposite. The yeah. ma- you remember Riley was talking about it today. Uh, he said his female is almost as big as his male, and uh, and she was looking big to him. So, 
it's just it's weird how how it, it varies there's no there's no constant I'm sure yeah. it's, it's environmental <laughs> right well in a bit yeah. somewhere or another. Oh, and you know the animals that lay eggs i mean you know the females obviously have to be bigger to be able to oh, carry yeah, the right, eggs exactly so i i don't know i mean i i know when god made terrapins um he didn't consult me but i'm sure i'm sure there's a reason for it so right. um and have you yeah. guys kept other species of turtle i mean i've got i've got some three-toed uh box turtles and i had some map turtles at one point but um you know the terrapins are kind of what i what i've always like, been how do they to. compare are they different like do they just have more personality like what is yeah. it about terrapins that makes you they, more they drawn do to them? it's funny i mean they will come and beg for food at the edge of the tub, you know, where most sliders and map turtles and things like that, they'll just take off. Yeah, I mean, just disappear. And hide. Um, and these guys have little personalities. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, and they're, they're just so, so much, um, diversity in their looks. Uh, they're just, they're super, they're super cool. And, and we actually are going to be trying to breed, you know, um, specific traits is our goal. Uh, and try to try to nail that down within the ornates and the concentrics and, and stuff like that. And so um, there's so much variation. We're gonna try to try to get that pinpointed. So yeah, they're 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 cool. We have a we have a, a blue concentric female. Yeah. And she started doing this about I don't know four or five months ago. You know, we have these nesting boxes that are, are really just concrete mixing tubs um, that are stood up on cinder blocks um and then there's boards across that but um to support them but you know it, there's a ramp that goes into the the rubbermaid tub and as soon as i walked down to the basement she would climb up on the ramp get into the nesting box and just like follow me if i walked <laughs> to one end she'd go down there the other yeah. and then i started scratching like her shell just like almost like a dog you know mm -hmm. and she just she'd shake her butt and i know that's a <laughs> i know there's there's a reason for it it's kind of like uh you know almost like let's say you had a sunburn and you're getting ready to peel i mean you know it feels good when somebody scratches it and then she was getting ready to shed and so but you know for her to to trust me to do that i mean you don't find that in a lot of reptiles no. you know i mean yeah. that's super mm -hmm. cool and not all of them are like that. I have some that, you know, they're kind of skittish, but um, I know that for the majority though, they're pretty, 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 pretty personable. Yeah. yeah. I do the same thing. I sit at the tub. It's sort of ridiculous. And I scratch their shells and put one down. The next one swims up and I scratch its shell and you know, <laughs> it's kind of a little assembly line and they, yeah. uh, they love it. That's yeah, funny, we're, we're, man. We're the nerds who uh, we actually still name most of our turtles. Oh, um, I, I, so, I yeah. name all my snakes. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Um, actually, uh, Jason just came up with a, we got three oh, white, white, yeah, white spotless ornates and, um, I named them after the, is it the wonderful whites of West Virginia? I've never seen the movie. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. Uh, Jezco, Mammy and, uh, Sue Bob. And her last <laughs> name's White. Anyway, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty funny movie. Uh, it's about this family in the, uh, Appalachian Mountains, and they anyway, it, you should check it out. But yeah, we name them all. Yeah, so I, that just I guess shows a little window into how uh, dorky we are. But you know, at the end of the day, they do have personality, so you feel bad just saying, like, you know, blue concentric number one yeah. or something, you know, um, nameless male one. 
Right. For, for me, so. I name all my stuff for documentation stuff for purposes, you know, like it's easier just to say, you know, the names of two animals that went together rather than, and then right. Yeah. JB 1903 dash five. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. 20. Like now, am I going to do that with every baby I produce? No, but I'm going to do it right. with my holdbacks. Like the ones I hold back, I will name again, just sure. for, yeah, we're the same way, you know, and I've gotten yeah. to the point to where now it's not even that I name them. I just, text somebody i'm like hey i just got a new snake give me a name right they'll send me something i'm like all right that's fine you I know keep a list <laughs> like, on my phone. yeah i keep lists too you know um <laughs> but it's just yeah i don't care well with chondros like i feel uh, like it's kind uh, of the, with, it's with, more of a with, thing with, with chondros because you know they're uh, the thoroughbreds of the reptile world you know we have to take this very seriously you know? <laughs> if they don't have a very cool name that people can instantly recognize and that will go down in the echelon of Chondro breeding, dude. One of your like Mr. Blue or one of those other guys that yeah. it's like the uh, Holy Grail. This then is problem they'll be, child. I'll be uh, ninety in the nursing home, and I'll be like, yeah, I remember when Problem Child <laughs> first clutch hatched. It was a great day in America that day. You know, the thing about it too. I mean, from a business perspective, you know, um, you know, not that not that it's all about you know selling turtles um because it, it definitely is i mean we we thoroughly enjoy this and 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 we would keep we would keep terrapins whether or not we were selling them yeah. because they i mean jason did obviously for years before he ever sold one of them mm-hmm. um but at the same time um if they are going to breed and we are trying to produce specific traits i mean you know it does help brand what you're doing if you can you know, name. I mean, there's a couple um, pretty well-known like uh, gecko breeders who who I know, and they, you know, they'll post. You know, this gecko, whatever its name is, say it's Mr. Bob or something. You know, and and this one's offspring. And all of a sudden, it carries a little bit of clout to it because it's like, well, Mr. Bob looks pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, offspring might turn out like that too. So, you know, those kind of things. You know, not that I don't know. I don't want to like just break it down to like a business thing but um but it does help brand and, and it does help gain recognition with people who are interested in what you're breeding so right. um not necessarily strategic for that but i do see advantages and, and yeah. pluses to it and so. there's like even like in the, the 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 carpet python world you know there are a few famous animals that when you say their names people just know like the uh, like 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 a face to the name in a sense yeah like the uh the ij hannibal you say hannibal everybody knows anybody who's anybody in carpets knows that name and knows about him you know or like uh eric burke's poison ivy you know, yeah, most it's just easier for people to associate like they remember that animal more exactly like that instead of like a serial number yeah you know precisely so you know it's just so, but to definitely, definitely agree. <laughs> I will say one of the questions we had as far as DBTs goes is from our buddy Ryan Cox, and this ties into the whole personality aspect, I guess, is uh, uh-huh. how social is their behavior? He says, I know some turtles are social. What are like? What are the groups you guys keep them in typically? Is there? I, I don't think they necessarily need to be social. Uh, no. I mean, we, we've got them in. Of our groups, I mean, seven a tub, possibly. Yeah, yeah around and they do fine. You don't yeah. get it, like they're not like aggressive toward each other or anything like that. Every once in a while, you'll get a an aggressive one. Um, I think it's happened to me twice. You separate them, you can even throw them in a different group. It's just mm-hmm. for some reason the dynamic of the group they're in, they they don't do well in. And then a couple months 
down the road, you can throw them back in the group and they forget about it and life's good. So no, typically, <laughs> typically not. I mean, from time to time, there's some hatchling aggression. And I think in my opinion, and I don't, you know, like I say, I don't know it all, but, um, it has to do with overcrowding and, um, feeding. I think, uh, if you feed them enough, they're fine. So no, they're, they're pretty easy going turtles for the most part. And do you keep them in, as far as the ratios, do you keep them like even or do you keep them more male heavy or female heavy? Uh, you know, that, that it kind of varies depending on what we have and what we're trying to breed certain mm-hmm. groups for. I mean, we have a, a couple groups that look different than other ones. Um, like our, our ornate, our, our, our standard like ornate group, we have a couple of them. Um, you know, we're definitely female heavy. Um, but we do know that the, the males that are in there, they get the job done, um, and they lock up the females and, uh, you know, it's not really an issue and they don't prefer one female over the other. Um, they like so, them all. yeah, they like them all. As long as, uh, as long don't as we all, small. <laughs> they, they'll even mount a male. Small. They want, oh, man. I mean, um, it's kind of funny to watch, but, uh, no, um, I mean, generally, like like in a lot of animals, um, a little competition for the males is is kind of good. Yeah. Because uh, you know, it's almost like it, it creates a sense of urgency for them to to do the deed. You right, know. Right. Um. You know. So even if you have a juvenile male who you know he's he's not ready to produce yet, not ready to um you know mate with a female, but he still feels the urge to, and he's trying to. You throw that juvenile in with the adult male, and all of a sudden that adult male is like, "Hey, back up, juvie, I got this," you know. And yeah. so it it does help kind of create that that um, I guess breeding atmosphere for them. But right. um, we also dim the lights and light some candles and things yeah, like yeah. that. Sure. Do you pour a little wine in their water too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I haven't tried that. <laughs> yeah, I hear uh, I hear drunk turtles get down to business way faster. Yeah, it might not be good. It might be like that turtle soup. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be arrested for poaching. <laughs> so how many other people are currently like captive breeding these guys? Like I just, I went on Kingsnake just a minute ago to kind of see how many people actually had some for sale. And I think I saw one. So I mean, well, yeah. there's not it's that many people doing anything with them, right? No, it's, it's just kind of quiet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think there's several people with some small groups, but, um, you know, compared to the snake world or even the readier sliders and stuff like that, it's just not, it's not big, you know? Um, so we, we don't really know. I mean, we, we, we know a handful of guys that mm-hmm. have, have some, have some small, um, you know, groups that they breed out, but, um, and some of them produce some really nice stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have relationships with, with most of them. Um, there's a handful that kind of keep to themselves and that's totally fine. I mean, we respect it. And I mean, they, obviously take care of their animals and you know i'm not gonna hate on anybody but um you know i'm trying to be careful with how i say this but (laughs) being being a new person to this terrapin kind of world because it almost is like a a a weird kind of sub world right um, once you get into it and you start to meet some people and you realize oh well these people do this and these people do this um it's it's almost kind of uh kind of secretive um mm-hmm. which is odd mm-hmm. um it, it almost it, it leads you not to believe but almost to kind of wonder you know what the heck is going on there's a lot of people who you know they might just have 
some terrapins in their pond in their backyard and they lay eggs every year and they sell some hatchlings. Great. Um, so they're not in it to, you know, do anything really groundbreaking or doing, do anything, uh, you know, on a large scale, but, um, but they might produce some really nice hatchlings. Um, we actually bought, um, I think nine from a guy last mm-hmm. year and they turned out to be beautiful animals. Um, he didn't even know what the heck he was doing. Um, you know, as far as, uh, the guy I mentioned earlier, um, who he, the guy who moved to the state that doesn't uh, allow terrapins any longer. Um, you know, he honestly, he did some incredible stuff with, uh, the subspecies that he was working with and, and very specific traits and, um, he actually produced some things that he named the looks of the traits he was, he was producing. And, you know, those, believe it or not, I mean, they, those things will sell for, you know, $1,500 a piece all day long. Ooh, um, right. and, and so, you know, that obviously took the time to figure out what was going to make that trait. Um, and then in turtles, you can't, you can't produce a hatchling turtle and then breed it in a year and a half. Like yeah, some no, animals. they're definitely um, much more of a, a it's a long-term right. commitment. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, females can take anywhere from three to five years to mature males a little quicker. Um, if they're, uh, you know, growing quickly, I mean, sometimes within two years they can be, um, doing the deed, but, um, so it, it's definitely a commitment and there, you have to have a long term goal, um, to be able to, you know, forecast everything and, and put the right parts into play to be able to produce what you want to in the end. But, I mean, well, in exporting, I mean, there's there's the uh, Asian population love diamondback terrapins, and so there's, you know, and we don't really know, but I mean, some people export um, and just never even sell to the United States, and so it's yeah. just, you know, so, you know, we don't really know. Yeah, but, until we got just recently our uh, couple mangrove terrapins, which they're not rare as far as uh, you know, not being able to find them in the wild. Um, I mean, you could, you could go to the keys or you could go to the Everglades and you could see them, you know, uh, out, out and about and, and doing their thing like turtles do. But, um, they're very rare as far as in the, the pet trade, you know, you can't, you can't find people offering them. Um, they're very anyway, hard right. to get your hands on. Um, but for the past two years, we've watched people in China post pictures of mangroves all day long so it's like well how the heck are they getting here? i actually reached out to one of those guys to see if he could export an american turtle back to me to purchase <laughs> you know and i'm like this is not right but yeah the, you know like anything um with a with a native species i think you you run you run the risk of people poaching and and abusing um the the privilege which is living in the country that they are native to and and we see that a lot um and it's unfortunate um you know not not hating on you know the people in china who have some really amazing looking animals because you know they're just doing what they do but um i i know that a lot of times they end up over there illegally um in an in a, they get there in illegal fashion at least you know um and so you read about the stuff in the news you know hey you know this guy was busted with you know two thousand turtles in suitcases you know flying to hong kong duct taped to cereal boxes right yeah i mean <laughs> you just hear about that crap all the time yeah. at least we do um just because the circles we're in but um you know you got to think not everybody gets caught and so a lot of these animals are getting to places like that illegally and and um we have plans we're actually kind of in the works of of getting the right permits to do that legally, which is cool. Um, now it 
obviously would be more expensive than just shipping them in a, uh, you know, frosted flakes box or something, but, um, <laughs> but it is what it is. And that's yeah. how, that's how we really try and do everything. I mean, the last thing I have a wife and two kids and Jason has a wife and three kids. And uh, the last thing that either one of us want to do is jeopardize, you know, our, our family and, and mm-hmm. what we're doing for the sake of uh, making a buck on an animal that we really honestly care about. So um, it's just not what we're, what we're into, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how we got, how I got to talking about all that. But anyway, <laughs> you, here yeah, we no, are. I kind of, um, I kind of see that as like, you know, and, I'm not going to name names or anything, but, you know, it seems like, you know, like there are certain morphs of, of carpet pythons that I had only heard of. That somehow magically and, find their way into the collection. Yeah, it's the just US. like all of a sudden mm. it's like, whoa, they're in the UK now. I'm like, oh, right, Weird. right. Like, huh, I haven't ever heard are about. Are you friends with Nipper Reed on Facebook? I don't, I don't know. Probably. Because we, we talk about all the species we can't get over here. He's in the UK. Mm. So we talk about all the species we can't get here, but they have there like all over the place. Mm. Like brown tree snakes. The Boiga regularis. Like no one keeps those here. Florida just banned them and no one even keeps them. Mm. But over there, mm. you can get them no problem. And he's like, dude, he's like, you go to the Czech Republic, you can get anything you want. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And, but it's like, I see, I see, lot. I see, no, go ahead. I was gonna say they have they have a bunch of reptiles and a whole lot of empty cereal boxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's just like I see I seen the stuff in Australia, then all of a sudden it's in the UK, and then, and then all of a sudden of somebody, and all of a sudden somebody has one for sale in the US, and I'm just like, huh, definitely nothing shady about that. Nope. Uh, yeah. right. but, totally legit. Yeah, hundred yeah, um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, we, uh, you know, recently acquired a, a couple of those, the mangroves I mentioned and, and, and they're, I mean, amazing. Definitely. I mean, I like them all, but they're definitely my favorite out of our entire collection. Uh-huh. And, um, I mean, they're super cool. We don't know their full history. Uh, we know back to previous owners. Um, and before we bought them, we actually called, um, the fish and wildlife conservation police to, um, to make sure that it was legit and, and everything, because, you know, we, we just don't want to risk that kind of stuff because, uh, it, it's just not worth it. So, right. um, at the end of the day, um, you know, no animals worth going to prison over. Um, right. so yeah, absolutely. Man. How does, how the hell does somebody ship a turtle? Very, uh, very uh, carefully. Same as any other reptile. Really? Uh, I mean, yeah, and, and, you know, the heat packs and whatnot aren't, I'll say, I don't think they're quite as as important. Uh, A turtle just sort of goes down into a a cold state and goes Mm -hmm. to sleep. I mean, obviously, if you're going through freezing temperatures, it's it's an issue. But, you know, they're not as sensitive as a a snake or a lizard um, or something like that. They just sort of slow down, go to sleep, and open them up, warm them up, and they come back. So, And especially the northern species. I mean, you know, they live natively up to Maine. You know, so um, wow. up there it gets pretty stinking well, cold. I was going to say those, yeah, those water temperatures probably hardly change throughout that's the year. Insane. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it kind of helps us on uh, the shipping front, but um, we definitely still ship overnight and we use shipyourreptiles.com. Um, Me too. Unless anybody from other shipping companies hears this podcast and wants Mike to offer Arnold, a better Mike deal. Arnold, Mike Arnold. Mike Arnold. Mike Arnold. <laughs> you have that, Mike Arnold. Mike, 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 Mike. 
that <laughs> that European bastard is listening right now. Uh, <laughs> he's smoking it. He's smoking his cigar, and he's like, "They need to be using the Reptiles Express." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we Mike's need to get him trip. on here, dude. We do. That's gonna be a. It's gonna be a doozy, though. Get him and Casey again. Oh man, get him and Eric, man. That would be nuts. <laughs> him and Eric Burke. I don't know. I've been using Chippy Reptiles for the last couple of years, and I'm really happy with them. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people. I've heard mixed things, but I've yet to have an issue with them. If my package is late, I call them up. They don't even question it. They're like, "Cool, here's a refund." Yeah, they've we've had one one problem. You know, yeah, one scenario. And it wasn't their fault. It was FedEx's yeah. fault. If you ever ship through the Memphis hub, just cross your fingers because it, it seems See, like they where, always have issues. Yeah, that's where all my packages have gone through, and I've never we had, had a, a, I've never had a hiccup. Had I've never a had a delay. delay. Yeah. yeah, five, five day, delay, day and uh, oh, the turtle no. was fine. So, wow. what time yeah, of year was, pretty... was it? Uh, it was late summer, so yeah. it was oh, it was okay. totally fine. Temperatures yeah. were actually okay. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. They may have been fall because yeah, it wasn't super hot. That was a big concern. <clears throat> um, but the weather was okay. Um, obviously, if it was dead of winter or middle of summer, it would have been pretty scary because yeah. she was an adult female too. I mean, it was it, w- it wasn't a good deal. Like at first I couldn't find the package and then it was, it was a weekend and it mm-hmm. was just, and of course it was a friend of ours, um, animal. And so it was one that he sent us oh, to breed no. with some of our males. And, uh, so it was like, we just felt absolutely terrible. Ed, if you're listening, we tried with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never had any delays. That's I've had crazy. some show up like half an hour late or 45 minutes late or whatever it is. But I've never had a single issue with the Memphis Hub, but I hear a lot of people complain about the Memphis Hub. Good, yeah. Hopefully that trend continues. That's I, I feel lucky that I've dodged that bullet so many times because I've shipped a lot of geckos. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they have to be reliable to be able to charge what they charge. And, um, you know, we don't mark the shipping costs up to anybody. I mean, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I know that it's not it's not cheap. You know, I mean, if, no, you, if you've ever seen video of these hubs, it's it's sort of some sort of a miracle that more issues don't happen more often. I know. It's just if you go on YouTube and look up like the whole thing, like FedEx does a video where they show you how where your package gets from A to B, and it's just those warehouses are insane. Chaos. Yeah, yeah, it's <clears throat> nuts, man. But what's y'all's favorite of the of the Diamondback Terrapins? What's y'all's favorite? You go first. Oh, I like our newly acquired white spotless ornates. But man, these mangroves are really sweet. I don't know. It, it would be the the spotless ornates or the mangroves. They're they're top notch. I already said what my favorites are, and they're the mangroves. But um, I got to say that we have uh we have some plans you know in in every other reptile species that is commonly bred you know people breed for morphs they breed for you know certain traits to pass along genetically and you know in the diamondback terrapin community there's a little bit of pushback against that you know a lot of people prefer to keep things pure like you know only breed this subspecies to this subspecies mm-hmm. and only breed this to this and and i I, I'm sorry, but I just disagree 110%. Um, not that I would ever reintroduce those to the wild or anything. It's not about that. Um, but if, um, like, we have some ornates that um, 
uh, are 66 percent probable het for albino um oh, i didn't even know they had albinism in in the yeah, yeah i think there's like well to the known world as far as uh what's been put out on facebook and other uh, social media um avenues i think there's like five or six um total in the world and so um we're hoping this year or next um to be able to you know hatch uh, an albino or a handful of them and and not only just to have that and sell it honestly we'll probably hold on to them and and breed that into other subspecies and, and see what else we can do um you know dimeback terrapins also not that we have plans to do this we really don't and that's the truth but um they can also breed with map turtles um which is kind of yeah, they're the same cool. genus right yeah yeah so um they the hatchlings it's from what i've seen at least in in the research i've done very hard to predict what the heck they're going to look like mm -hmm. um some of them are really cool looking some of them not so much um but you know something else that you know we've kick around is you know maybe down the road you know look into uh, an albino map and uh you know see that would look see pretty that, sweet see if that gene could be passed on and then you'd have to obviously mm -hmm. uh, second third generation um but you know there's just so many options um and, and that might not work genetically but like i said you know we're kind of uh, we're kind of figuring out as we go um on a lot of stuff because there's very little public research has been done on the genetics of these things um so i don't know Back to your your question, mangroves. But I'm also very excited for what new things we can create and produce because, um, yeah, there's the sky's kind of the limit. There's so many I mean, you can make a thin, so yeah. yeah. There's blues, there's pinks, there's whites, there's grays, there's black. There's you know you name it and you can do it. Um, and it's just so surprising that people haven't kind of done more with this. You know, with the red sliders, you can do anything. I mean, you can get charcoals, you can get uh, the caramels. Uh, Hibinos, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I'm saying that right, but uh, you know, different albino strains. I mean, mm -hmm. you name it, you can get the radar side looks a million different ways, and that's only happened through, you know, selectively breeding the ones that look different and and perfecting that, and then creating that morph. And so that's kind of what we're uh, we're shooting to do with these. Um, hopefully, uh, in five years, you can have us back on, and we can tell you about all the new things that we have. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. We'll definitely take you up on that. So where can people find you? Yeah. Um, Instagram, uh, Terrapin Station Exotics. And uh, let's see. Uh, we're not on Twitter because I no. never use Twitter. Nobody's on um, Twitter in the reptile world. Twitter's lame. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 that yeah. platform is not built for it. That platform is <laughs> not built for community. reptile people. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh, also Terrapin Sta Station Exotics. And then... Uh, currently building the website, uh, which hopefully will be ready by hatchling season. Um, no pressure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, email just terrapinstationexotics@gmail.com, and and we're we're pretty uh, pretty quick to get back with people. Um, I mean, generally, even if we don't have something for sale that something's wa somebody's wanting, I mean, I mean, we can usually at least help you find somebody who has it or. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or who who is breeding it um because we we do know a, a good handful of people who who do you know specialize in certain uh, subspecies and stuff i've helped quite a few people lately actually find um hatchlings that we expect to have hatchlings you know of that same subspecies here in a few months but um you know at the end of the day uh, taking care of people and uh making sure they know what the heck they're doing and getting into is is more important because mm -hmm. uh we we prefer to not just sell to people who um you know don't are going to take care of the animals. Yeah. So. 
Well, that's cool, man. It'd be cool to see more people kind of getting into them and. Yeah. If I if we, I oh. wanted to deal with the with the 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 constant cleaning of a tank, I would do them, but. Well, hey, you let me know, and I'll uh, I'll help you design a filtration system that takes very little. Oh effort. yeah. I've sworn off things with legs that aren't dart frogs. Okay, well we can change that. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. You keep following us, and we'll show you some stuff. Uh, um, here yeah, I'm see, gonna have to turn a blind see, eye to that one. I, I'm not looking. <laughs> That's literally like what I was just thinking. I was like, man, I need to go check these guys out. But at the same time, then you're I'm gonna like, want damn terrapin. I'm like, no, I can't. Like, I'm gonna want to buy some terrapins, and like, I can't do that. Like, I literally can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least right now, uh, hey. down, down the road, I definitely, we, I absolutely would down the road though. Once we, once we actually, well, you know how facility. to get hold of us. We'll, we'll be happy to, to get yeah, taken no. care of. Awesome. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll, one thing too, I forgot to mention, we do have a, uh, we have a waiting list that is kind of cool. Um, I just made it with a Google form. And, uh, so if, if there's something that obviously we don't have any hatchlings for sale right now because it's not hatchling season, but, um, you know, we have a lot of people who have expressed interest and um, I just made this link. It's in our Instagram uh, and also on our Facebook. So you can click that link. It takes you right to a Google form where you can select exactly what you're wanting. Um, and then we'll notify you when we have hatchlings that fit that description. So that's kind of cool. And when is hatchling season? Um, hopefully in about three months, we'll have uh, a whole lot of hatchlings. Yeah, midsummer. We have a little work to do before then. We're, we're building new hatching racks um, pretty soon. So, Cool. Nice. Yeah. That'll be sweet, man. I'm looking forward to seeing some baby terrapins. They're yeah. so freaking cute, man. They are cute. I'm sorry, but I just like baby terrapins are like the cutest things in the freaking world. I know. World. They really are. <laughs> I know. It's they are. I love them, man. Uh, they're super cool. Adorable little bastards. I feel so manly right now talking about how adorable and cute these things dude, are. I, dude, I have no shame in that. I, I People come in and uh, come to my house and see my snakes. I'm like, you see how cute this little thing is? You've never said that to me ever. I know, because you're you. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. you're right, though. They are. I mean, they're they're super cute. I so. think I think reptiles I mean, are little, adorable. Little but... Brettles babies are because they like come yeah. up and they're like, "You gonna feed me?" The ones that uh, the ones that think they're bad, but they're tiny. They're like you know? the little they're, aliens they're in like Toy fr- Story. They're, they're like, like fresh out of fresh out of egg, but they're snapping at you. It's like, oh, you're so <laughs> you're so tiny, but you you have such fierce. a big attitude. <laughs> you're fierce, Small but fierce. Fear me. All right, guys. All right, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it yeah, too. Thanks for. Thanks for having us. Yeah, All for right. sure. We'll thanks, catch guys. y'all later. All right. Have All right. Good night. See right. you guys. 31. Uh, making all this damn noise across the table when we're trying to do a show. Dude. Your jacket is like it's made of tinfoil or something. Don't talk to me about causing distractions while we're trying to do a show. All right, Mr. Scotchman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, in other news, it's our anniversary. It's our anniversary, <laughs> buddy. It's been a year. Da, 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 da. Thirty-one episodes in a year. That's almost an episode a week. Almost. almost. We were pretty slack. We, there was for... there was like two periods of time where yeah. we, like, we went like a month. Yeah, we went a solid month. Uh, but dude, ever since things have really taken off a bit more. Now we have good. people to hold us accountable. That right. Like, Where's our episode? Yeah, people get pissed at us if they don't get one. If they don't get one. So, what do you have to say to everybody? <sighs> Man, you get a few. You get 
Do I get a little bit of mic good, time? Do it. I get a little bit of mic do time it. here. Uh, Don't cry, though. I'm going to try not to, but uh, I just... Words are hard, man. It's like I can't find words to explain how how cool I think it is uh, to to look at where I was, you know, a little over a year ago before we started, even before I met you, because you and I have been friends for just over a year now. Um, looking back then to where I'm at now this year, uh, it's, it's insane. It's a night and day difference. I'm in a completely different, different place in my, in my collection and, you know, in my life in general, you know, and and a lot of it, huh? No more blood by the Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, but honestly, a lot of it has to do with the, with the podcast, you know, that was kind of, that's really what, what, what got us out there, you know, and I've never been this active in the hobby, you know, ever. And, you know, it's just, it's been really, really cool to be a part of and, you know, getting the feedback that we have, you know, about the podcast and just, just everything in general, you know, everything has just been so positive and it's, it's been fantastic. You know, I, I love every second of it and I'm so, so thankful and grateful for everybody that, that listens and, you know, all you guys, you're the ones that, uh, you're the ones that make it possible and you're the ones that make me want to keep doing it, you know? Um, and it's, uh, it's been awesome, you know? And then this guy sitting across from me, you know, even though he's kind of a prick, but, uh, he's like a, he's like a brother to me now. So thankful, oh. thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it accelerated so much faster. <sighs> It was and almost, it was almost overwhelming. Would. Like, you know, cause it was almost like a, a switch flipped, you know, like one minute, nobody, like we had a couple, not a whole lot, but the next minute it was boom. Like we have, I mean, even in the, la- even in the last four now. months alone, yeah, like we started that know, Instagram and that just, it's just, it's just and blown I'm, up yeah. and it's, it was so fast. And then it's just like, wow, now there's there's people who probably wouldn't even know about us if it wasn't for the podcast. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's amazing. Honestly, it's been, it's been so cool. Um, yeah, I'm one, you know, it's funny cause I'm one of those people that I, instead of actually solving the problem, I think about how I need to solve the problem instead of just doing it. Mm. And so like this, it was like, okay, I'm gonna do a podcast. Like we're going to do a podcast. Mm. And then I just did it, like, without thinking. Yeah. Just made it happen. That's exactly... And then it just... And then, it, you know, next step. Okay, we need Facebook. Okay, we need Instagram. Yep. Okay, we need to, like, get it on yeah. all these other platforms. Okay, we need to start getting more because people I on. Think, okay, we need well, to- I think when... The, you know, it was kind of a slowly <laughs> as it started to grow because at first it was, like, just the podcast. Then people showed some interest in it because we were just sharing some stuff also. And we're like, hey, we need to have a Facebook page. Okay, make the Facebook page. And then it gets a little, girls a little bit more. Hey, we need an Instagram page. Let's get an Instagram page. You know, it gets a little bit bigger. Hey, we need T-shirts. You know, now we've got T-shirts out, you know, and it's just. I, I did, Like I said, I mean, all the things that we've done <laughs> so insane. far and as far as we've come so quickly. So fast. These were all man. things I expected to happen, but not for like no. at least two or three years. Yeah. 
Because I was like, yeah, it's gonna take a long time for we're gonna for us to get a you know yeah. a regular listener base. Like it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen anytime it soon. Almost did, but like, that was that we're was over the weird part. we're over twelve and a half thousand listens on SoundCloud alone. Over thirty one episodes. Over thirty one episodes. Alone. Yeah. Like you know, we have an and it average, just blows you know, my our, mind because I'm like most played episode has over six hundred views. You know, excuse me. And that just that's. Like, the big thing to me is, like, money you can make. Mm -hmm. Like, you lose money, you can make that money back. Mm -hmm. Time, you can't get back. Right. And so the fact that there are that many people that are willing to give back that. Yeah. Or give that. Like, blows my mind. Like, you could be doing anything else. Yeah. But you're, but you're here with us. Yeah, you're here with and us. So it's and like, it's, it's, it, I never really thought about it like that. That's like, the way that's, I look at it. And it's, it's like, weird. oh my yeah, god, like I definitely. See and what that's you why mean. I'm like eternally grateful for yeah, every like, every like, every comment, every share, every subscription, oh, every man. follow, every every comment. Listen, you know, you know the people that like, are the people that are you know, <laughs> there's a handful of people that are really active with us um on social media and i just i love every second of it you know i just think it's it's so cool even if it's just you know the podcast and justin's replying on the on the facebook page or something you know i see it and it's just i think it's awesome you know i I love any interaction people get from it i love the the positive feedback the feedback Um, has been unreal because that was my other thing going into it i was like we're gonna get torn to shit i was like we're gonna get torn to (laughs) shit yeah i honestly thought like there's gonna be that line of people that are just ready to dissect every single thing we say (laughs) because they think that because Uh, we have it recorded on and we have microphones that it has to be a fact at that point yeah like i was fully expecting us to just get ripped to shed shreds on a regular basis and we didn't have that happen like at all we actually we had a very and at first i was like okay that's a fluke like they're gonna show that 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 mob is gonna show up at some point it's gonna happen but then like we kept going and they never showed up and we kept going and they never showed up and i mean i'm sure there are people out there that don't like the show whatever like that's fine those are the people that don't want to you know they don't want to take the time to listen whatever do your thing like i'm not gonna be angry because there's plenty of other people that enjoy the show y'all are the reason we do it in the first place you know this thing has been life-changing i guess like yeah. we said earlier uh, it, like it, it, it just honestly, it's done this is one of the best things i've know, ever done in my life the 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 term <clears throat> as small and simple as it is yeah, like it's the, made such exactly. a huge impact just in terms of the you know the hobby yeah. and my involvement in it you and know. when you say life-changing <clears throat> like you know it sounds like a uh, something you use for something you know huge you know mm-hmm. you know having a kid you know getting married that's life-changing but in all actuality this podcast was 100 mm-hmm. percent life-changing like it was it changed it changed the game for both of us um it's it just it's taken us places already that i would have never now and now expected but, it to in such a short amount of time like and now it's maybe just like it I was feel, you know, a couple years, like a couple years from now, maybe we'll be on NPR, whatever. Yeah. And then we were on NPR. Yeah. And then it was like, maybe you know, we'll <laughs> go to Southeast, you know, yeah, our Carpet we'll Fest or carpet something. Fest and be able to sponsor like, be able to, Yeah. And yeah. it's just, man, it's just, it's unreal. It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy, you know, and um, I had something I was going to say and I forgot. Yeah. I, I cut you off. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Should have wrote it down. Oh, I got, I got it right down. here. The sky's the limit.
Mm-hmm. That's it, man. <laughs> like that's, I think we're really just kind of scratching is. the surface, and man. <clears throat> we really are. And you know, one thing and it has uh, me so pumped. I've been talking to uh, Jesse McKay a lot recently, so shout out to Jesse. Uh, he's he's awesome beating dude. my ass in eight ball pool right now. <laughs> Good. We were Get doing him, all right. Like I had him beat. I was up. It was like you don't want to play me at that six game. and four, I think, or six and five. And yeah. now he's up like ten and nine. That's awesome, Scott, man. But shout out to Jesse, awesome guy. I've been chatting with him a lot lately, and um, I, you know, one thing you know, I've told him, and I've told a lot of people that I've talked that have talked to me recently. Um, another guy I reached, I've spoke to on the phone for a while. Um, Fear of fascination on Instagram. Um, uh, I talked to you know, I talked to both of them a while, and you know, the one thing I, I told them both is always push forward. You know, put try always be pursuing that's my to motto be better you know forward momentum never stop always. you know obviously yep. you can slow down give yourself a break at times but you always need to be pushing forward you always need to be pushing for the next best thing you know don't be afraid to to try new things don't be afraid to to get out there and, and do some of the stuff that you, you know that you just think about you know get that out goes there back and to do what it. i was talking and about exactly like, that's you spend what so much time was. worrying about how to solve the problem that Exactly. You could have just solved it if you just stopped and, thinking about it and do it. And if it wasn't for you pushing this on me, I would have never have done this. There's no way I would have been like, hey, I should start a podcast. You know, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, you hit me up and you're like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? And I didn't really know anything about it. And I was like, well, you yeah, know what? We're, sure. Like, we're let's being honest, do it. You're my only option. So. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have been my first option <laughs> either. So I'm kidding, buddy. <laughs> you love me. But, you know, it was just. Just one of those things that everything just fell together yep. pretty well, you know, and now here we are and, you know, this is, you know, just the beginning, you know, this is the first year of what's to come, you know, if this is just the beginning and only gets better Can't from here. Can't stop, won't stop. You know, it's, it's going to be, big I'm things are coming, it. man. Like I said, I'm, I'm having fun. That's the, that's Every the bit of, coolest thing is I'm having fun with this. Anybody who takes the time to do anything that is related to this podcast, I appreciate more than you. Yes, know. absolutely. And every guys, everybody who bought T-shirts, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm going to say right now Justin might not want the flood of – people sending pictures but if you got no uh, yeah definitely if you got I a meant herpetic- to post about that but i was yeah, kind of waiting for you, them to actually get to people before we did that, right if Brumley get, already got his yeah i know i saw that i was like what yeah but like, uh no when you guys uh get shirts you know send us pictures they will be shared. you know yes yeah, send us pictures um you know you can have a, your reptile in it if you want um you know if it's encouraged but just wear it sport it whatever i want to see it you know, we all, we really, really appreciate it. We were super, super excited to get these shirts out. It was a long um, time coming. It was. And we finally got the logo done and we got the shirts out. And that was a, that was a big step for me personally. You know, I've been bragging about the shirts you know, to everybody I talked to, you know, it's just like, yeah, I've got shirts now. It's super cool to me, you know, that we, that we made that jump. It's like, that's us. Like that's our podcast. Mm-hmm. And there's good going to be people out there wearing a shirt with our podcast name on it and you know it's 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 so cool you know um but i'm getting mushy and just two small town boys (laughs) but we are going to start doing not really a shirt of the month but we're going to be rolling out a new design or two each month we're going to try to at least 
do some cool stuff. I got dude. The one I in the beginning was for some other ones. The the one from the beginning was good. Uh, what was it? Share knowledge, not Nido. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'll have to talk to Pete and about that. Yeah, that'd be make sure that's one. okay. Share knowledge, not Nido. That would be awesome, dude. We need to do that. Anyways, we're at our usual hour and a half. Yeah. Subscribe so. via Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. For social media subscribe via yeah. soundcloud itunes google play they and spotify know, they know the drill well some people this is their first episode oh that's true we might get a new right. audience you gotta step outside that box you're that right your brain is no in. you're right i'm sorry oh that was a big hiccup oh. we really do appreciate everybody who no. listens you have it's no idea. I honest, can't say it honest enough. Honest to God, like, like we're not those people who are just like, oh well, we appreciate the support. No, it's not like that. Like we honestly, like it literally like surprises <laughs> us that people yeah, want to buy like, a shirt and people want to uh, like listen and they just we uh, constantly baffled that there's people that actually get. Yes, shit. it's <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's it's not, but it's so cool too. It's so cool. Like you think about it, no, like <laughs> even just. Within the last few months, like you have the reptile and chill guys, like yeah, it's like one person does something that motivates somebody else to do something similar. That motivates like it just it's, it's, it's like the contagious. forward progression, man. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 actually doing the stuff, not just thinking about it. You know, it's it's the hobby. Well, we all sort of like inspire you know? each other in a sense. Exactly. Like we all motivate each other, we, and we all we all do. You know, because you think we, about it, we all talk to each other. <laughs> Any other? I mean, there's a lot of. The same people on all these different podcasts, yeah. but people still want to hear what people have to say, and that was yeah. kind of my concern. Was like, okay, well, you know, Joe and Melissa from the ground up, they have all these people on there. Like, should I have them on if they've already kind of talked about that kind of stuff? But That's then it's why like, I, still, Pete, like, yeah, the Condor cast too. Yeah, people, like how how many different topics can I bring up in the Condor cast? Right. There's Not only so much you can dude. talk about with Condors, but. People still like people want more yeah. content about no, Condros. Absolutely. Like even if it was like if there was an episode with Harlan on like three different episodes, and even if he said the same thing three different times, I'd still be listening to it because there's yeah. bound to be something in there that wasn't touched on yeah. anywhere else. So, but that's the I good thing. Know, that's the good thing about the, the hobby. Always needs more content. Yeah, that's <laughs> the good thing about the Herpeticulture podcast too. Is like there's infinite. You know, we're herpeticulture as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about terrapins, we've done frogs, snakes, lizards, monitors, you know, it's, we've, we can do anything, you know, the, like I said, the sky's the limit, you know, there's no, there's no stopping and, you know, I, I don't plan to do it anytime soon. Me neither. So THP for life. Justin Hashtag. Smith, Palmetto Ghost Exotics. Jacob Bratz. Joby Morelia. One more shout out to our new sponsor, Fishhead Diagnostics. Thank you. Pia Bartolini of Terrestrial and Arboreal. We love you. And Dr. Susan. Thank you all. So Thank much. you. Appreciate it. Peace. We hope we send us your NIDO questions. Yes. Anybody who has any NIDO questions. It doesn't um, even necessarily have to be about NIDO. It can be about any like infectious reptile disease. Right. Like if you have. If you guys have a question for Pia um, or um, I'm, I suppose. Dr. Susan. Dr. Susan. If you guys have a question for Pierre, Dr. Susan, uh, message one of us and we can or, get it to yeah, them. Either that or, or go to Fishhead Diagnostics Facebook yeah. page or Instagram and, and hit them up. Yeah. And uh, we'll answer all your questions on the show. Um, and I'm actually really excited to start doing this segment. Um, I think it's going to be a really good source for people. So. Thanks to our buddy Luke Myers for sending yeah, such a good you, question. Thank you, Luke. That was very Luke's the man, dude. well thought out. Luke's a pimp. I talk to Luke all the time. Oh, yeah. It's my- my boy. It's your boy.
All right, y'all. Yeah, Luke's legit. Thank you. See y'all later. Good night.